0: This is Golf Talk Canada, Canada's only national golf talk radio and TV program, presented by TaylorMade and the all-new Stealth 2, Stealth 2 Plus, and Stealth 2 HD Carbon Woods, designed with more carbon for more forgiveness. Learn more at TaylorMadeGolf.ca. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sakino, Bob Weeks, and Adam Scully. Uh, good morning, Canada. Welcome
1: inside GTC. Scully and Zucchino here. Weeks joining us in hour two. And Mark, this I think this is a first for us in the last couple of months, weeks, is we're actually all in the same state because I'm also in Florida too right now. So we're all, its a it's an all Florida edition of GTC. How are you this morning?
2: I'm good. Uh, you know, it's funny because I, I, Bob and I uh, did the, you know, GTC TV yesterday, which airs this afternoon. I haven't seen Bob at ages. He's like, hey, I'm like, you know, I haven't seen him since California. And, uh, you know, Graham was with us. And we sat in the, before we shot the show, we sat in the at Jay Monhan's press conference and whatnot. But I was thinking to myself, it's weird. We're all in the same state, yet our schedules still don't allow us to be together in the same room. You know what I mean? It, it is unbelievable. But that's what the run to Augusta looks like, right? But as soon as the Masters is behind us, uh, things start to get a little bit more normal uh, with scheduling. And uh, this is my s- last week of six weeks in a row so of live and radio blended and whatnot. So I get a little pause before the Masters. And then and then I guess the second and it's not like you and I are gonna stop. It just gets a little more controllable, you know? a
1: little more in control maybe not living out of a hotel room like you've been doing for the last little bit but uh we've got a very busy show today our first of two players championship preview specials today first today from 10 till noon right here on tsn 1050. we'll listen to a lot of the contenders we'll hear from jay monahan and rory McElroy about the new schedule changes that's coming up shortly we'll also hear from ralph bauer yes we've had him on the show before and he has helped many pga tour pros on the greens we'll learn all about that and as well you can join us 1 p.m tsn 3 and 4 tsn television 2 where we'll take a look
2: seems like we've lost adam for a second there we'll wait for adam to reconnect we're having a, a few connectivity issues there adam are you back i'm getting thumbs up okay
1: Yes, sorry, we we bounced out there for a second. I'm not sure what happened there, but we are back. Uh, like I was saying before, bouncing out there briefly. 20 weeks of Taylorman. We have a big announcement uh, coming up at the end of our television special. Stay tuned, and you'll
2: have. Uh, all right, you know what? We will gonna have to go to that in a second not too sure what's happening with uh adam's connection there why don't you try adam reconnecting and coming in a different way wi-fi cellular etc i'll i'll take the wheel from here um as we are all in florida so we apologize for some of the uh on the road type of issues that we we typically deal with uh we mentioned Rory Sound and Jay Monahan, and we should probably get to that because that, to me, is kind of really the story. Uh, starting with Jay Monahan. Before we get there, um, let's throw it to some news and some headlines.
0: News and headlines are brought to you by Sandbagger Hard Seltzer. Sandbagger, everybody knows one.
2: Now, the interesting thing about yesterday in was the mood in the room. I mean. It was it was quiet. It was eerily quiet. The commissioner was very composed when he spoke to the media. But at the same time, it wasn't like you were going to get anything or get anything kind of, uh, you know, revolutionary or something that you've never heard before. And it was regarding the schedule and what's going to transpire in 2024. Adam, are you back with me here?
1: Hi! Hi! Yes, we are back, and hopefully, we are now good to go for the next two hours here. <laughs> uh, like, like you were saying, so you know these these press conferences. So I guess Commissioner Jay Monahan—it's uh, a Tuesday thing of Players Week, where I mean we mm-hmm. think back marked three years ago when COVID hit, and Jay Monahan was speaking every day of, on how how things were going to change, how that Thursday where there were going to be no fans, and then the world shut down, and that was the end of that. But mm-hmm. this time around. A lot going on with uh, with the PGA Tour, with everything, with that meeting back in Delaware back last summer. Of course, with live golf and how things keep evolving and keep changing. And during our Wednesday show last week, some news did break. A bit of schedule change is now becoming official. So before we discuss our perspective on what we learned yesterday, hear Commissioner Jay Monahan on some of these new schedule
3: changes. I want to spend some time framing our 2024 and beyond approach, which we unveiled to our membership last week after much thought and discussion and, ultimately, unanimous approval from our board. I know you'll have questions on the details, but at the heart of the changes announced is our effort to present the best possible PGA Tour to our fans and provide maximum benefits for every PGA Tour member across the board. We've looked at all possible competitive models, and it was evident and perhaps obvious that whatever we do differently, we must showcase our top performers competing against one another more often. This is what fans want, and this is what fans have been asking for. Here's a data point. Consider the last five years on the PGA Tour. What percentage of the top 10, top 20, top 30 players in the world compete on average against one another at a major championship? The answer, more than 95%. What about those same top players competing together at the remaining PGA Tour events? Answer, less than 40%.
2: Well, there's some interesting comments there. I mean, those numbers just absolutely leap out of the page. And when you think about those numbers, 40%, less than 40% of the time, the best players in the world get together outside of the four majors and the players' championship. In other words, your week-in, week-out PGA Tour event has a field that comprises basically uh, of I don't want to call it the the second tier of the PGA Tour, because that would be insulting. These are still the best players in the world. That's not what I'm trying to say. But in other words, could you imagine having any other sport? Can you imagine the NBA or the NFL or the NHL playing games? Can you imagine NFL Sunday, Adam, playing games on an NFL Sunday where, you know, 60% of the games, you know, are not using their starters, for example, I mean no other sport would go down this path. Now, okay, the the, the 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 naysayer scully are gonna say, hold on, you guys are becoming live golf. You guys are talking about no cuts, 70 player fields, 78 player fields, is that the one thing in the room yesterday that Jay Monahan kept going to, and this is what he stressed on uh, more so than, than anything. He said, you can play your way into this, and you can play your way out of this. So there is a graduating process here. There is a way that if you play at a non-designated event the week before, you can play your way in. Um, th- so in other words, if you're you know, one of the best players in the world, and you don't continue to play well, eventually you're not going to be able to get in these anymore. And if you are, we use the Nick Taylor exa- example from the WM Phoenix Open. That was that performance that Nick had at the WM, which was, you know, a second place to Scotty Scheffler and beating John Rahm on a Sunday. That performance would have gotten Nick into the following week's designated event. So there's still a graduating system. There's still an in and out. And that's the real difference. And that's what Jay Monahan was saying. saying hey, we're still 72 holes and you can still play your way in and you can still play your way out. Uh, and I think that's the big difference.
1: Yeah, and I I think too, Mark, that this is really uh, you know sort of replacing the WGCS that we had for all those years, where many of them were non-cut events. Now, I I still I'm still not fully on board with with this no cut. I mean, some people online were talking about you know make it a 35 person cut, and that just seems kind of hokey pokey, a little weird. No, so. I I am curious where it goes, but like you said, too, you can play in these, you can play your way into these events. You can be a Chris Kirk who won a couple of weeks ago. You can be a Kirk Kitayama who wins for the first time on the PGA tour, wins $3.6 million, wins all these FedEx cup points. You know, Mark, the winner this week gets $4.5 million. You know, like uh, the top five players this week on the leaderboard will win over a million dollars. So there's tons of money at stake here and, I mean, there there are two for some of these designated events room for sponsors exemptions. So, i.e., let's say Tiger Woods is a little healthier next year and mm-hmm. wants to play in the event, I, this would be a spot for him, correct?
2: You know what I find so confusing about this, though, Adam, is some things that I'm scratching my head on is why why did they get rid? of the WGC series. The WG series has been a branded series for 20 years. Tiger Woods has basically has, if you just take Tiger Woods WGC career and get rid of every other win he's ever had, Tiger Woods is in the hall of fame on his WGC wins alone. You know, that's like Gretzky stats. If, if Gretzky only took his assists and got rid of his goals, he'd still be the all-time leading uh, point getter in, in NHL history just on assists alone. Will Tiger be in the Hall of Fame on just WGC wins? And it had a great lineage and a great history of WGC. And I'm wondering, why didn't they just, re, especially with the Dell match play, which is the last standing WGC event, now being removed from the schedule for 2024, not going to be a part, why didn't they just rebrand? and refresh the WGC uh, series and just go, you know, WGC Genesis, WGC Arnold Palmer Invitational. I mean, I, that was confu- that's a little confusing to me. Um, and to your point, not everybody's on board with this, but the one thing Jay said uh, that kept repeating, not just the two, I would say the two things he hammered home were you play your way in, you play your way out. So there is mobility and graduating and getting kicked out. The other thing he said is, hey, how many years did it take us to get the FedEx Cup right? We listen to players. We listen to fans. We listen to sponsors. We listen to TV uh, partners. He said, this is the same thing. We might not nail this right out of the gates. The intent is to provide a better product for the PGA Tour fan so that John Rahm plays Rory McIlroy, plays Scotty Scheffler, plays Victor Hovland, yet yet more often. That's the goal. So, Just because we're starting with this in 2024 doesn't mean we're not going to continue to listen and continue to evolve. And if we decide that we need more than, right now it looks like if you've got a 70-player field, that about 20 of those spots in a 70-player field is going to have mobility. So 20 of those spots are kind of obtainable in different ways other than being locked in in that top 50, so showing that mobility of in and out. After a year, if they decide, hey, that needs to be 30 just like this year, we've gone FedEx Cup from 100 down to 70, you know, or 125. To, I mean, it's a living, breathing thing. They'll adjust. We'll see where it goes. I understand the spirit of it. So.
1: Yeah, I, I totally agree. And, you know, you think to the FedEx Cup, what was it, the second year when VJ Singh had already clinched? the FedEx Cup, and it was two tournaments into it, right? And so they keep making adjustments. And people still say that the system that currently is the FedEx Cup in terms of the staggered start leaderboard still has work to do. It's still controversial. It's still different. So this is continuing to be a moving target. Now, Mark, before we go to break, I want to hear from Rory McIlroy too, because uh, if you're you're talking about the leadership of the PGA Tour, you think of Jay Monaghan, you obviously think of Tiger Woods. In the last year and a half or so it's been Rory McIlroy now shortly after this 90 minute uh, meeting Tuesday morning Rory McIlroy spoke with Golf Channel
4: I think most people are on board with everything that uh, was approved last week I think like but change is hard no matter what happens or or what you decide and you know there's going to be some players within the membership that feel aggrieved that you know they might not get into events that they historically have gotten into, but there's one thing that changes that, and that's just to shoot the scores. You know, this is a merit-based system. It always has been, and it will continue to be. And the players that play the best and shoot the scores are the ones that are going to benefit from, from the changes. Do you feel like this tour is unified right now? So what I would say is I would say no I would say that there's some players that are angry about the changes that are happening but if they were to try to remove themselves from the situation and just see the PGA Tour as a whole and think about what we can do to serve our fans better our media partners better our sponsors better so that we can grow the entire revenue of the PGA Tour so it benefits absolutely everyone um, you know they could see that that this is the best way forward for the PGA Tour and again you know, the majority, the vast majority, 99% of the players are not involved in these meetings. They don't see the slides and the data that we're showing. We don't, they don't know the conversations that are being had with media partners or with sponsors. Um, So, you know, they, they base their opinions on limited information. And look, it's hard. Everyone has an opinion and, and, and that's fine and that's fair, but, I think everyone should trust that the people in charge, and I'm not one of them. Like I'm just, a, you know, I'm on the board and I sit on the board and I, I give my view. But the people that are in charge and the ones that actually make the decisions, they're very competent people and they know what they're doing.
1: Obviously, we're going a little heavy here, Mark, but I want to get your your perspective on that from Rory, talking about how the PGA Tour is not unified right now how i mean that's a pretty honest comment there from rory mcelroy and we know he is one of the great minds of the pga tour he's always honest he's going to give his opinion but from what you heard there from rory mark what's your what's your overall perspective
2: a couple things one he is you know the guy's honest he's transparent and that's that's you know all you can ask uh, of your athletes two He's right. There is a percentage of the PGA Tour that is not sold on this yet, thinking that they've been left behind. But to Rory's point is, you got to play better. This system is built on, if you play better, this is going to pay off. Joel Damon had the best explanation to everyone on tour. Joel Damon said this. He said, I cannot be negative or angry about these changes. I'll tell you why. Because if I qualify, if I play good enough to get in there, because right now, Joel Damon is not like an automatic guy that just walks into these things. He's kind of like a borderline guy. Could be in, could be out. If I play my way in, I ain't giving up my spot. I want to be there. So then I become the hypocrite, he says. So Joel Damon's answer to everything, just play better, right? Winning solves everything. Making cuts solves everything. Top ten solve everything. If you don't like it, play better. It's not a locked-in invitational. This is not live golf, right? This is not a live series thing. This is you got your way in, you got your way out, and that's the point. Now, again, is it top-weighted to stars? Yes, because the PJ Tour is driven by stars. That's the reality of the situation.
1: And and every sport is driven by stars. You, you think of the NHL, they want to promote and talk about your Connor McDavid, Sidney Crosby, Austin Matthews, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Same thing with all sports. So this is obviously a moving target. We we love the perspective from Rory McElroy, how honest he is, and, and Jay Monahan too. He spoke for over an hour hour on tuesday about these changes but what could be coming for the pga tour but mark there's still a big golf tournament happening this week so for the next 90 <laughs> minutes or so we're going to preview what's to come here at tpc sawgrass on the other side we'll talk about some of the favorites this is golf talk canada
0: this segment of gtc was presented by taylor and the all-new stealth 2 stealth 2 plus and stealth 2 hd carbon woods Designed with more carbon, for more forgiveness. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by TaylorMade. This segment of GTC is brought to you by JPSM Golf. Offering Canada's largest selection of electric golf trolleys. Good for your score, good for your health. Visit JPSMGolf.com to find a trolley that fits your game. JPSM Golf. Canada's premier electric golf trolley specialist.
1: Welcome back inside another Wednesday edition of GTC. Adam Scully, Mark Sacchino here around the table previewing the players championship. And as always, we take a lot of time during these Wednesday shows to preview that week's PGA tournament from a fantasy or TSN edge perspective. Now this week, Rory McElroy. As of right now, Rory McElroy is the outright favorite, barely at plus 950 on FanDuel. Scotty Scheffler, the second betting favorite, second shortest odds to win at 10 to 1. And the third favorite is John Robb. Mark, John Rom, third favorite. Ah, uh, what do you think about this?
2: Yeah, obviously based on his performance last week at Bay Hill. Uh, so obviously the handicappers suggesting that they need to see that he that that's a one off, that he's not, you know, maybe the slump or the, the continued poor play is going to last more than a couple of rounds because let's not forget how he opened Bay Hill. He had the lead after 18 holes at Bay Hill. He came out like a madman. I think that's I told you guys last week. I said, hey, it's just a matter of time before he has a stinker. It's golf. Everybody has a stinker. the only The only person in history that went, you know, 200 plus tournaments without stinkers, Tiger Woods. Okay, everybody else has a stinker, and maybe that was it last week for Rom, and we're back at it this week. Um, the interesting thing, Adam, is you know, okay, Rory's won here. Yeah, we've seen big names win here. Tiger's won here twice, but historically speaking, the favorites don't do well here look you've got to look further down the board in this golf tournament. if you're looking for value and 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 you're looking for like that Kentucky Derby horse out of the eighth stall at 70 to 1 win in in a major golf tournament this is it this is it it ain't at Augusta it, Augusta I tell you right now it give you six players right now six seven players at Augusta all up Odds are those six, seven guys are going to win that golf tournament. Odds are. Now, guaranteed, no, but in a 10 year window, they're going to win 85% of those masters in a 10 year window, eight and a half of them. Players' championship favorites are going to win one and a half, two and a half out of 10 players. Look at what C. Webb Simpson dominating victory. Where did that come from? So, I don't know what the odds mean, if anything, this week, Adam. I think you know we're going to do TSN edge picks later in the show. We did them this afternoon for TV. I've got one quasi-favorite. And my other two picks are further down the board, as are yours, because you and I are approaching this a, a, in a similar fashion.
1: We really are. And you, you think of some of the past champions here. You, you, think, you think of Tim Clark. You think of Fred Funk. You think of Siwoo Kim. You think of guys who but but that's the beauty of tpc sawgrass right Craig because perks. you know that yes so so many of these guys and this is a conversation i want to pick up on the other side uh, talking about how the schedule this is the third or fourth year now that we've been playing in march instead of may so that the schedule changed change mm-hmm. how and that how that adjusts the golf course but i want to hear from john Rahm here because you know john Rahm is coming off a tournament where he didn't have his best stuff clearly for the final Three days after that opening, 65. Let's hear from John Rom during his press conference on Tuesday.
5: It's not really a big deal. Um, I I hit five shots in the water, four of them off the tee, and pretty much all of them were very very close to being on dry land. Right, so it would be very easy for me to overthink it and think that something needs to change. Uh, if I were to eliminate most of those shots, we're talking about close to top 20. Um, it's, I know, shoulda, coulda, woulda, right? But uh, had I been playing at Rev or a Torrey or at a different golf course, where all those shots would have been in play. I think I could have managed my game around it. It's just we're talking about a golf course where it's very, very difficult. And if you don't have your best, even at your best, it's going to be difficult to shoot an under-par score. I mean, we all saw the leaders struggle on the back nine, right? So, um, no, it's things that happen. Uh, it's the game of golf, right? I think when things are going so well for so long, the golf gods decide to to humble you a little bit, and it took you know it was my turn to to suffer that for a couple of days. But you know I came on Sunday, finished really strong on the last seven holes. Right, I played really good seven holes from twelve to eighteen. I was really happy about that. So uh, just keep on going. There's nothing nothing to look into really. It's it's golf and a couple of bad days.
1: That's John Rahm from Tuesday during his press conference at the Players championship looking to pick up his fourth victory already of 2023 well on the other side we're going to hear from more of the favorites heading in, he- heading into this week we're going to hear from rory mcelroy again the odds on betting favorite right now on FanDuel, as well as some other notables like justin thomas max homa and Xander Shoffley. this is golf talk
0: canada this segment of gtc presented by taylor was brought to you by jpsm golf Offering Canada's largest selection of electric golf trolleys. Good for your score. Good for your health. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by TaylorMade. This segment of GTC is brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories. Visit WeatherTech.ca. Welcome back
1: inside GTC. Scully and Zucchino here we are previewing the players championship now we just heard from John Rahm who's looking to get back in the winner's circle oh for the fourth time already in 2023 and we heard a lot of his comments there Mark in the last segment talking about how he had some balls go into the water at Bay Hill this is a guy who's 33rd in strokes gained off the tee so far on the PGA Tour that seems Mark, thus far despite how he's been playing so so well that you know, inconsist- inconsistency off the tee has hurt him a little bit.
2: Well, you know what's funny is we just talked about why he's not the favorite, right? And why he's like the third or fourth betting favorite in, in most uh, betting spots. And he talked about it was, you know, six or seven swings that he put balls in the water that if he had been at Riviera or if he had been at, you know, he named a few golf courses where those balls would have been in play. Guess what? Although this is an easier golf course this week because it's overseeded compared to Bay Hill, so it's not going to be that firm brown look, this is that same type of golf course. I mean, the wide miss here gets wet. There's not a golf course on the PJ Tour on an annual basis that punishes wide tee balls more than TPC Sawgrass. Okay, that's number one. You don't even have to hit driver. You can hit two iron, hybrid, three wood, five wood all day. Put it in the short grass. You can go shoot 20 under par out there. If you keep it in the fairway, because the targets are so soft and you create angles for yourself. So if he's going to hit the six or seven wide tee balls this week, we're going to be in the same spot, Adam.
1: It's in in summary, it's golf in Florida. There's water, there's wind. It's different than golf in California, right? (laughs) It's just, it's just different golf. And that's the beauty of the pga tour schedule how they go all over and play different spots so that's a very good point john Rahm been inconsistent off the tee this week looking to rein it in a little bit this week at the players championship now the betting favorite this week so far right now by a very slim margin on FanDuel is rory mcelroy at plus 950 now of course Rory won this tournament back in 2019 in a duel over Jim Furyk. We talked in our last segment, Mark, about guys coming out of nowhere. And you think Rory McIlroy, an absolute bomber of the golf ball, taking on Jim Furyk, who is one of the shortest But best all round players in PGA Tour history. We think of that sort of battle. Rory McIlroy, plus 950. We heard from Rory earlier in the show about some of the changes coming to the PGA Tour schedule. But how about on the golf course? Let's hear Rory in preparation for the Players' Championship.
4: Last week was definitely a a positive, a step in the right direction, especially um, considering the the finishes in uh, Phoenix and LA. So, yeah, I... You know, as much as I was disappointed that I, uh, you know, I didn't play the final five holes the way I wanted to, um, you know, it was still a good week. And and I feel like uh, you getting into contention last week and, and, you know, sort of having those feelings, um, you know, sets me up well for this week.
1: That's Rory McIlroy, your pre-tournament betting favorite at plus 950. Now, the way it's been, Mark, on the PGA Tour sort of really for the most of the season is we have three guys who are at the top of the class and then there's a bit of a drop off so yeah Rory McIlroy at plus 950 on the betting book Scotty Scheffler at 10 to 1 John Rahm 11 to 1 and then there's a, a bit of a gap Patrick Cantlay right now has the fourth shortest odds to win at 16 to 1 and then Justin Thomas, now this is a guy that I know we're both very high on this week, despite sort of an inconsistent season for j t standards before we discuss Justin Thomas and our thoughts on him let's hear from Justin Thomas during tuesday's pre tournament press conference
5: I always love being here it's a, a special week it's um you know it's a, it's our championship it's our tournament, and the course is always in um you know immaculate condition um you know especially being in March it's very very green and the kind of the outlines of the fairways and the rough you know just it all looks perfect so um it's a, it's a place I look forward to coming every every year it's a golf course I think is extremely well designed and uh I always enjoy playing it
1: JT has the fifth shortest odds to win at 19-1 to right now. And Mark, for JT so far this season, the story of his struggles have been on the greens. He's first in strokes gained around the green. But when he gets on the green, that's where we have seen some issues. But despite that, he's won here before. What's your outlook on Justin Thomas for this week?
2: I really like Justin Thomas this week. A former champion, as you said. Um, I think last week... You look at Thursday, Friday, Saturday. You saw real progression. He was in a good spot to take a strike on Sunday, and it just the wheels came off early on Sunday. He couldn't get back on track. Uh, the putter has gotten better since he put the mallet back in the bag about three, four weeks ago. So again, the, the putter's still not great. To your point, Adam, you're a thousand percent right, but it's better than it was with the with the blade in the bag. I the other thing I find interesting about guys who, and I'm going to use the word poor putters. Um, and that, you know, these are the best players in the world. So they're all amazing putters, but I'm saying poor putters in comparison to their competitors out there, you know, at the PJ Tour level, these, they struggle, bad putters struggle on greens that are subtle. The greens that have nuances, Riviera, so hard to figure out the reads. You've got the grainy grass. They change in the afternoon, yada, 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 all those types of things. These greens at the stadium course of Sawgrass are absolutely perfect. There are no imperfections whatsoever. And because they're a modern-day stadium golf course, the the breaks are so obvious, it slaps you in the face. You're not trying. I mean, if you can't read these greens, you you might as well be playing blindfolded, okay? Because, you know, modern-day greens, there's, there's no subtleties. This is a swamp, okay? This is all man-made here. There's no natural pull to the ocean. There's no, you know, Barranca yanking it in a certain way. And they've lost greens over time and square footage has been shaved off. And now because they lost the back edge of this green, there's some pull here that the player can't see with their eye. Uh Uh, This is foot and a half outside the right edge all day long. I think a guy like Justin Thomas really does well when the break is that bloody obvious.
1: Justin Thomas, his pre-tournament odds right now, fifth shortest of any player at nineteen to one. We'll have our TSN edge picks coming up an hour or two. Where may or maybe or maybe not. Maybe two of us have picked him on our teams. Maybe we met together. Maybe we didn't, Mark. I don't know. what well, you'll have to wait and see, right?
2: Quick question for you, Adam. You and I talked about Rom Rory Scheffler being the top three in the game right now. Uh, and separated from the rest. And then there's a group of like six, seven, or eight that maybe Max Holm is the next best, but in that group with Xander and Cantley. and uh, Out of uh, the rest of those guys, do you not think that Justin Thomas and maybe Jordan Spieth, maybe Jordan Spieth are the most irritated that they're not in that top three of those other guys that that they have the fire in the belly they might not be playing as well as Max Homa and they might not be the next best guy they might not have you know c- c- but I mean the guys that think they should be there and they're not I think it irritates them more than it irritates the other guys
1: I, you know that's a, that's a really good point Mark and I, I would even throw Colin Morikawa into that conversation too given yes the early same, start.
2: same energy right same energy I want to be number one in the world and it's frustrating to me that I'm not winning more. I, where yeah. I feel like Xander is such a nice guy. Like Xander is such a nice guy. Max Homa, such a nice guy. Uh, Patrick Cantley, you can't even find the pulse, Patrick Cantley. And I think those other three that you met that we've we've mentioned, I, I'm not saying they're the next best. In fact, I think Homa's playing is probably the next guy in line at the moment. But I'm just talking about you know where the guys that go home at night and smash their head against the wall. It's those other guys, right? And who yeah. knows? Like maybe, maybe that's what those players need, right? You got to be your own personality out there. So,
1: yeah. And and you know, Jordan Spieth got into the mix last week at the Arnold Palmer Invitational. Clearly, not having his best stuff, missing some short putts down the stretch. He's forty-one to one this week. We'll hear from Jordan Spieth a little later in the show. But Mark, you mentioned Max Homa there, and this is a guy. You know, for years he was struggling just to get his card, just to make cuts. And now he is a six-time winner on the PGA Tour. Already two victories so far during this complete wraparound season. He has the sixth shortest odds right now on FanDuel to win at 20-1. to I want to ask you about Max Homa. But first, before we get to Max Homa, let's hear from Max Homa during Tuesday's pre-tournament press conference.
6: It's nice to have momentum coming to the players. This place is really tricky, so I think confidence is a big part of the week. Um, and, you know, that that's it's nice to have that. Um, but, yeah, uh, obviously I've been playing some really good golf. It's been quite consistent, so it's kind of fun to arrive at a... Massive event and not feel like I'm tinkering with anything or trying to do anything different Knowing that if I just keep doing what I've been doing um, The birdies will come and hopefully the bogeys will hide in the corner
1: That's Max a six shortest odds right now to win and mark his best finish here uh, 13th last year He's getting better at these major championships, these bigger events too. Not that this is actually a major, but you can pretty much call it an unofficial major. And you think of Max Homa and you think of tempo. You think of, un, you know, for all, all for all the years, you know, Previously, you know, we thought of Ernie Els, Freddie Couples, these guys, you could just watch swing all day. And I think Max Homa has really taken that away. For anyone listening, if you want to work on your takeaway, watch video of Max Homa, take it back. It's never rushed. It's always smooth. What are your thoughts on Max Homa this week? Can he keep the momentum going like he talked about?
2: Yeah, I think so, Adam. And I think that, you know, Homa doesn't have that or hasn't lately anyway in the last year and a half has shown that he really doesn't have the big miss because he's so smooth because he's it's not a violent action at 180 mile per hour ball speed you know what i mean he still hits it a long way don't get me wrong but to your point everything seems to be contained everything seems to be smooth and if you don't hit the big wide miss here you can do quite well to our point with john Robb with those six seven swings we're talking about so the player that can kind of contains that and i'm going to be this week thursday friday i'm going to be with justin thomas jordan spieth and max Homa. that'll be my group thursday friday and it's going to be interesting to see because with Jordan Spieth, I mean, you want to talk about a guy that can hit a wide ball. I don't know how. I mean, he made a big move on Sunday last week, and he hit it in some places on the back uh, nine on Sunday coming down the stretch. I'm like, I didn't even know there was a boundary fence over there. And he, you know, he showed <laughs> me parts of Bay Hill that I didn't even know existed. So, you know, it, this this could be a, a strange week for Jordan Spieth. I'll tell you right now, though. If Jordan Spieth somehow, somehow, and I don't know if he can do this because I haven't really seen it with my own eyes yet on a golf course like this, but if somehow Jordan Spieth can figure out a way to just eliminate the, the crazy miss, maybe let the recipe for Jordan Spieth to do well this week, keep the driver in the bag, Jordan. Hit driver four times. Hit it on the four par fives if you need it all four, depending on wind conditions, but assuming needs it. Hit it on the four par fives and leave it alone The rest of the week, hit a lot of hybrids, a lot of three woods, because the rest of the game seems to be pretty good, seems to be on point around the greens. He's a genius, you know, around the greens. So, I mean, that wide miss that he was working, he was using at Bay Hill. I mean, forget it. Right.
1: Yeah. And like we spoke about at length on Monday's show with the flat stick, too. Is he going to look at the hole at one of these points? Is he not? I mean, we saw that athletic move that you know Jordan used to do when he looked at the hole. It was so unorthodox, but you think, hey, this actually does work. So you wonder which Jordan Spieth is going to show up on the greens. Well, Mark, I know you're a very, very, very busy man. You're actually going to join us again an hour or two when we talk about our TSN Edge Picks. We're gonna pick up the conversation too about the, the calendar change, how we're playing in March versus May. I wanna ask you about mm-hmm. that because you've been on location for both of these tournaments. And we're also gonna take a look back to last year's Players' Championship, the carnage, how wild that was, how cold you were standing on the 17th hole watching guys hit six irons, seven irons, five irons because it was blowing so hard into the wind. Mark, thanks for your time for the first 45 minutes. We'll pick this up in hour two, my friend.
2: I'm on my way to the golf course, Adam. I'll, uh, I'll, uh, when I get there, I'll, uh, uh, we'll talk in the second hour.
1: All right, sounds good. That is Mark Aquino. He is a very, very, very busy man. We'll be back with Mark in hour two. Coming up on the other side, we'll hear from some of the Canadians who are playing this week. This is Golf Talk Canada.
0: This segment of GTC presented by TaylorMade was brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories. This is Golf Talk Canada presented by TaylorMade. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach. Home to 80 great courses, 60 miles of sandy shores, endless dining and entertainment. Visit PlayGolfMyrtleBeach.com to start planning your golf trip today.
1: Wrapping up hour one here on Golf Talk Canada, Adam Scully here in studio. We are previewing the Players' Championship, where there are six Canadians in the field, including... Nick Taylor, who has had a very good season, 21st right now in the FedEx Cup standings, and he has only failed to break to He has shot under par every round but one during weekend rounds this season on the PGA Tour. That's a big, been a big reason for his success so far this season, of course, highlighted by that runner-up finish at the WM Phoenix Open. And yesterday, Bob had a chance to speak with Nick Taylor about his outlook this week at CBC Soccer
6: House. All right, Nick Taylor. Here we are on the range at uh, Players Championship, and where does this tournament rank in uh, in your list of uh, of big events?
7: It's 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 very high up there. It's uh, not that I've played all the majors in one year, so it would be easily top five. Um, you know, right behind the majors, obviously, Kane Open is very very important to me and a lot of the Canes. But it's such a great tournament. The vibe is different when you get here, especially. I've never seen so many guys in the range Monday, uh, yesterday, preparing for it. So it's. It's a really great event. It's a golf course that can be uh, scoreable, but also very punishing at the same time. So um, it's, it's, it's a great golf course for this kind of event.
6: A lot of people refer to this golf course as not really favoring any one particular style of play. Would you agree with that?
7: Yeah, I think you just look at the list of past champions, it's, it's pretty evident there. There's been number one players in the world that have won, but also Maybe, people yeah. that probably nobody's really heard of unless you're a huge golf fans. So, you know, that bodes well for everybody. I think everyone has a chance when they come in. It's it's a golf course of patience. but. Um, knowing when to attack as well because you can definitely go on runs out here in good and bad directions so um it, it's it's a fun golf course speaking of uh, going on runs the finish here uh, 16 17 and 18 is there a more um challenging finish on the PGA tour man it's hard to th- it's hard to think if there is um just with kind of the backdrop and the and the settings um 17 when you're in the practice rounds is is a pretty easy hole for the most part um you know, different pin locations, different different uh parts of the tournament. It's it's a very challenging shot and intimidating. So you know, we'll see what kind of the wind is this week. If it's pretty benign, it's you won't see a lot of balls in the water, but like you saw last year, if there's some interesting conditions, it's uh it's a very brutal hole. So eighteen is obviously one of the most tough toughest part fours in on tour, let alone here. So it is a it is tough tough finish.
6: Uh, Nick Taylor's had a great year this year so far. You've really been playing well. Is there any particular reason why you feel that your game has been
7: rising up so so uh, consistently? You know, I think it's just been a little more intent on certain things and being consistent um, with all parts of my game. I felt like, uh, you know, every there hasn't really been a weakness this year, which has been nice. Um, the putter has been a nice kind of consistent key to my game this year where, you know, where my good rounds have been hitting it nicely. I've been taking advantage of them and shooting some good good low scores. So that's probably been the biggest key if I've looked at even just the fall portion this season to to this uh, kind of west coast swing and, and now so yeah I, I'm excited about where my game's at I've had a rough go last Friday but you know it wasn't anything crazy it was just a tough golf course with a few poor shots that really got maximized and, and now that you are sort of
6: on this role the confidence level high how does it change your outlook going forward for the rest of the season
7: yeah you know I hope to get in all the biggest events that's kind of why we're out here is to play in the, in the highest tournament so I have some work to do to kind of get in, say a tournament like the Masters. But um, I feel like I have a few a few opportunities to get in there, and hopefully I can. Going forward from there, it's um, you know a lot of big events with with some majors also in the summer. Kane Open only you know three four months away, so I'm excited about kind of the rest of the season. and Hopefully, can can make my way into the Tour Championship and beyond. All right, good luck. All right, thanks, Bob.
1: So Nick Taylor getting ready for this week at the Players' Championship. Now before we sign off here on Hour 1, I want to go to Bob with Mackenzie Hughes. Of course, Mac won earlier during the fall portion of the schedule. Hasn't had the best start to 2023 so far. Para of missed cuts, a T50, a T61 last week at Bay Hill. Let's hear from Bob with Mackenzie Hughes.
6: All right, Mac Hughes, uh, Players Championship—one of the best fields in the game on a tough golf course.
8: When you come here, how do you set your expectations? I mean, I I love this golf course. I think that it's so demanding um, of every aspect of your game. So that that part to me, I, I really enjoy. Um, I've had success here um, more so when it was in May than than now. But um, I love the golf course. I love what it asks asks of you and. Um, like you said it's one of the best fields that we play all year so just that alone kind of gets you up for it but obviously the golf course kind of kind of wins the week it's uh you know usually has the last laugh but hopefully the the weather is not too crazy like it was last year and we'll uh, we'll have a great week How do you feel about your game as you get set to play this You know I feel like I've been playing some pretty nice golf the last uh, last couple of weeks and I haven't got the result that I was hoping for but you know going through LA and going through Bay Hill I felt like there was some great signs of, of good play coming and didn't feel like I was far off from putting those weeks together where you know maybe they're a top 20 or the top 15 and then you kind of inch your way into contention but um, yeah I felt like the the game was trending and uh, I was excited with the progress I saw both last two weeks is there, is there one particular part of your game that you're happy about or one particular part of your game that you'd like to get a little happier about you know, I've actually been driving it quite nice, um, so that, that's that been that's been quite exciting. I um, If I start driving it nicely, that's going to be, um, you know, a huge a huge ease on my game. Like, it just takes a lot of the stress off if I put it in the fairway. And then, uh, you know, part of my game that usually is pretty reliable and consistent is my putting. And um, I just haven't quite gotten that thing going yet. Um, you know, making those 15, 20-footers to kind of get the rounds going and, and to kind of, Take a round from one or two under to three, four, five under. You kind of start making those putts. But, um, yeah, uh, it's close. And I feel like even the, you know, the putts I am hitting that aren't going in are, are good putts. So hopefully they'll start to fall this week.
1: That was Bob with Nick Taylor. Coming up on the other side to kick off hour two, we just heard from Bob speaking with Mackenzie Hughes and Nick Taylor. Bob's going to join us here on GTC. He is currently at TPC Sawgrass. So we'll have a full preview. We'll talk about the Canadians. We'll talk about Jay Monahan's comments. We'll talk about Rory McIlroy's comments too. Also coming up in hour two, we'll hear from swing coach and overall coach Ralph Bauer about how he has helped many PGA Tour players on the greens so far this season. All that and more coming up in hour two right here on Golf
0: Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by TaylorMade was brought to you by PlayGolf Myrtle Beach, the golf capital of the world. Thank you for listening to Hour One of GTC. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Golf Talk Canada. For show archives, podcasts, and all things GTC, visit golftalkcanada.com. And don't miss Golf Talk Canada Television weekly on the TSN Television Network. This is Hour 2 of Golf Talk Canada, presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. For over 15 years, our focus has been on helping Canadians stay invested in all market conditions, including this one. Why Picton Mahoney? Visit PictonMahoney.com. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Zucchino, Bob Weeks, and Adam Scully. Welcome back inside
1: Golf Talk Canada, Adam Scully here. We are previewing the Players' Championship which gets underway on Thursday. It is the unofficial fifth major on the PGA Tour calendar and it's always a great event. There's always a a wide variety of players can go on and win we spoke about in hour one obviously tiger woods has won here twice but so many other you know players who you might not know as well you think of fred funk you think of craig perks you think of siwoo kim so many other players who've gone on and win webb simpson another one of those players who has won the players championship as well so it, it's one of those golf courses too where because of the new schedule date change to how this is another year where they're playing in March. There were many, many, many years where they played in May before earlier playing in March and to have so many guys who are able to get in the mix. That's what, that's what makes this tournament. One of the great tournaments on the PGA tour. They always sometimes refer to this as the best field in golf and, uh, Looking forward to seeing what can go on this week at the Players' Championship. We're just waiting to get on the line here with Bob Weeks. And before we do, I'll, I'll go through some of the odds here again in case you missed it in hour one. Because that's what we take a lot of time during our Wednesday shows. And look at some of the odds and how they have changed for some players throughout the season. I mean, for the first month or month and a half or so of the PGA Tour calendar We've seen three guys who have really led the way from an odds perspective Rory McElroy, John Rahm, and Scotty Scheffler. And this week, as of right now, is no change, no different. Rory McIlroy, your betting favorite right now, plus 950. Scotty Scheffler, second shortest odds to win at 10 to 1. John Rahm at 11 to 1. And then there's a bit of a drop off. Patrick Cantlay, 16 to 1, fourth shortest odds. Justin Thomas, nineteen to 5th shortest odds. Max Homa, who's won twice this season already, he's next up, twenty to one, the sixth shortest odds to win as well. There's also six Canadians in the field this week, which is awesome to see. Six Canucks in the field, also three Canadians inside the top twenty-two of the FedEx Cup standings. We have Adam Svensson, Mackenzie Hughes and Nick Taylor these guys have all had great seasons but one player who we're still waiting to break out thus far in 2023 is Corey Connors and Corey Connors hasn't had his best stuff so far clearly in 2023 but this week he has the shortest odds of any Canadian to win by a long shot 55 to one for Corey Connors plus 220 for a top 20 finish Adam Hadwick 120 to one he is the second shortest odds of any Canadian he's plus 350 for a top 20 and then it really drops off and that's where there is some value here because at 220 to one we have Nick Taylor who was coming in with some great form the WM Phoenix open runner-up a couple of weeks ago and then we have Adam Svensson also at 220 to one so both of these guys have very long shot odds to win but there's a lot of value there because they're coming in with good form now obviously this is a very busy field um, but you know it's one of those things where we'll have to see uh, which Canadian can get in the mix now I, I understand uh, we're doing a bit of gymnastics here that Bob Weeks is a little busy right now but Graham Delette is available and is Graham Delette on the line Chris or are Graham Delight is on the line. Graham, hello, yes, Graham. Yeah. How are you? Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada, my friend.
9: I'm great. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Yeah, Bobby Weeks. He's a very busy man here at the Players Championship, as you guys all know. He's the voice of Canadian golf. So we just got to we'll cut him a break here. I'll take over for yeah. one little segment for him.
1: Yeah, I love that. Okay, so was was Bob <laughs> up at five a.m. doing doing some wind sprints too? Like I, I know that that's his usual Wednesday routine before going to the course is getting some push ups in and do, doing uh, wind sprints up the hills. Was he doing that? We're, or what?
9: Uh, we're staying right on the beach here in Jacksonville. He did it. so some runs up and down the beach and some, his little squats and push ups. You know his little regimen. So he's feeling good.
1: I, I do. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's, uh, that's Bob for you. But Grandma, so happy to have you back on the show. We haven't had you on GTC here since uh, last summer during, uh, you know, when Live Golf was really taking off. And now we're seeing some other schedule changes on the PGA Tour, most notably what really went down yesterday with uh, Jay Monahan, commissioner, his press conference, talking about these designated events uh, with, with no cuts and the purse going through the roof, limited fields. From what you heard from Jay Monaghan and overall, what's your perspective as a, as a former player looking at this schedule?
9: Yeah, I think from a player's perspective, like we said on uh sports center last night, I think there's kind of three ways to look at it. If you're one of the guys on the outside, looking in, you probably don't love it. Um, there is a way obviously for everybody to play their way um, into those fields based on, you know, recent play. And, you know, they always say, you know, good golf will take care of itself. And then obviously the top players are going to love it. I mean, it's, it's eight more events a year where it's guaranteed money, at huge purses, FedEx Cup points, And then uh, I had a good chat with Joel Damon actually on the practice facility yesterday, and he's like, hey, listen, man. He's like, I can't be one of those guys to complain about it because so if I play happen to play decent enough and get into those events, I'm going to sound like a hypocrite because I was the guy that was complaining about it earlier. So I think in general, um, it's a good thing for all the players. Obviously, uh, you know, such big purses. It's it's just – it's crazy.
1: It really is, and you know, a lot of people maybe from the outset looked at this new proposed schedule for twenty twenty four for these eight events, saw limited field, saw no cut, and perhaps tried to connect the dots and saying, "Hmm, you know, we're seeing something similar uh, with another tour with live oh, for you for you, GD." What What are your thoughts on the no cut uh, involvement with these events?
9: I think it is a a little bit reactionary, and you know, very similar to what they're doing here, but. It's also what they were doing with the world golf events over the past, you know, couple decades or however long those uh, lasted for. And um, you want all your top players around and all the sponsors want the top players around for four days. They don't want to see them gone after two, but it kind of takes a little bit. Like, I mean, we saw Nick Taylor obviously play so great at uh, the waste manager in Phoenix open, went toe to toe with the big dogs on the back nine on Sunday and hung with them. And, those storylines, I think you're going to see a little bit less of because of um, this new setup. But from uh, you know, a business standpoint for the PGA Tour, it probably does make the most sense.
1: Yeah, I'm so curious how this uh, keeps going. And like you said, players can certainly play their way in. We're in conversation with Canadian Graham Dillette, former PGA Tour player, now TSN golf analyst. And you mentioned Nick Taylor there, Graham, and there are six Canadians in the field this week. Corey Connors, Adam Hadwood, Nick Taylor, Adam Svensson, Taylor Pendrith, Mackenzie Hughes. Of the six Canucks, who do you have your eye on this week at TPC Sawgrass?
9: Yeah, Nick's obviously playing some nice golf and pretty steady and consistent uh, this year. Uh, You know, Corey showed some signs last week on a tough Bay Hill that I wouldn't say it's similar to this, but uh, he he, he mentioned to me earlier today he just likes to be down in Florida. That West Coast swing isn't really his favorite. So uh, just based on most recent play, I I think I like Corey Connor's chances here. But, uh, you know, this golf course, as they kind of always say, it doesn't really favor any one particular. Type of player. I know that uh, th- these greens already. We we're all watching a little bit of shots, a few shots this morning. They already got a little bit of spring to them. They have the air here, so they can kind of control the firmness as much as they want. So, how if the PJ Tour wants us to play difficult, they can firm up these greens. It's it's pretty soft everywhere else. Um, that's kind of like the March players now. Back when I was playing, it was in May, and it was everything was kind of firmer and faster. But that couple extra months um it's just everything is just a lot more lush around here right now so premiums on fairways and then it's just hard to hit the greens from the rough when the greens are firm because you just can't control the spin and these greens are tough uh second shot uh you know approach shots into these greens are, are pretty difficult
1: And perhaps some of the most difficult shots you'll see at CPC Sawgrass are, you know, during that final stretch, you have the 16th hole up risk reward par five with a challenging green runoff area uh, off the the left side, a bit of a swale there too. Then of course you have 17 and 18. And I know Bob did a little video essay for, for sports center for golf talk Canada on this stretch. But when you were playing, uh, when did you first start thinking about the seventeenth hole when you were still a player uh, in this tournament, it's, Grant?
9: Honestly, man, it's so awesome when you get about a third to half of the way up sixteen, and the um, the pond on the right starts to kind of open up. And now you have that the camera with the cable that you see flying back and forth like you do they do on like NFL broadcasts. And as you keep walking, you kind of take a look and you see the green and you see the massive crowds, and the butterflies kind of get going about then when you're making your walk to 16 green. And then even from 16 green to 17 tee box is a fun walk too. There's all kinds of people sitting on the hill and everyone's kind of cheering for you. And you're, it, it seems like a really, really long daunting walk <laughs> and you're checking out the green. Usually when you get up there, the other group's still on there, so you have extra time to think, which isn't always the greatest thing. But uh, it's such a unique stretch in our game, and uh, it's it's pretty pure.
1: And looking at your finishes here,
9: 26th was your best
1: finish here back in, uh, back in 2013. So, so kudos to you for, for that, of course. Now, uh, before we let you go here, Graham, uh, we spent a lot of time during this Wednesday show, always looking at um, the odds, fantasy, that sort of perspective is, are there some guys, you know, maybe outside of the big three, we'll call them of Rory, Scheffler, and Rom. Are there guys outside that who you're thinking, Hey, you know, this might be their week to get another victory.
9: I think it's, bizarre that Justin Thomas isn't being talked about a little bit more than he is. I mean, he's a past champ. He's a two-time major champ. Fresh off one last year. Um, And then I I looked down the list. I was kind of taking a look at some of this last night, and I saw they hit the dollar at, like, plus six or plus 7,000. Um, which has pretty good odds in the top 10, I think was like plus 700. So uh, he was playing pretty nice there at Bay Hill. I think a breakout is coming for him at some point in time. He's an easy guy to cheer for. So you're going to take some long money. I kind of like that. He's the dollar pick.
1: Okay, and that's another guy looking for that first PGA Tour victory. Came up close a number of times early on his career. This could be the week for Sahih at the Gala. Well, Graham, thanks so much for joining us on extremely late notice. Send my best to Bob. Send my best to Jamie Rydell, producer extraordinaire, and Ryan Vardy, the camera operator down there, too. We'll see you later today on SportsCenter and throughout the week, too. Thanks for joining us, man.
9: All right, man. No problem.
1: That was Graham DeLette joining uh, for Bob Weeks. Bob, a very, very, very busy man. So Graham stepped in. Thanks for Graham for doing that. Uh, he'll be a part of TSN's coverage throughout the week. He's also doing some stuff with PGA Tour Live or TSN Plus, as you can see here in Canada too, which is awesome. On the other side, we'll hear from Adam Hadwin, who spoke with bob yesterday and we'll also hear from ralph bauer who's been on our show before who's a coach on the pga tour and he'll tell you ways how he has helped many pga tour players read the greens a little better which some may say is an underrated skill this is golf
0: talk canada this segment of gtc was presented by picton mahoney asset management for over 15 years our focus has been on helping canadians stay invested in all market conditions including this one This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Cobble Beach, Georgian Bay's extraordinary waterfront golf resort community. Learn more about their award-winning golf course and growing community. Visit cobblebeach.com today.
1: Welcome back inside Golf Talk Canada. Adam Scully here in studio. Mark Sikino will be back in our next segment where we will give our TSN Edge picks for this week. Well, there's six Canadians in the field at the Players' Championship, including Adam Hadwin, who already has three top 10s on the season and his odds this week, he has the second shortest of any Canadian right now at 120 to one. And yesterday, he had a chance to go one-on-one with our own Bob Weeks
6: all right Adam uh, back at the players championship one of the uh, toughest tests of the year do you like coming here can you have fun on a course that's this tough yeah absolutely um, there's a lot of risk reward around this golf golf course um,
10: a lot of uh, a lot of golf shots that uh, if you execute properly you have good looks uh, for eagles and uh, and birdies and and you can fly up the leaderboard here in a, in a hurry um, but also If you don't execute, um, you know you're going to be scrambling. And uh, I think it—it what makes it a a great golf course. I think you have to have uh, your entire repertoire this week. Um, And obviously, you know, one of the best fields in golf.
6: For you right now, where is your game at? Uh, you've had a pretty I would say more consistent year than you've had in the past, but you happy with where, where things are? Yeah I am. Uh, I'm obviously disappointed Miss Cut
10: Bay Hill. Thought I had a really good chance. Uh despite a tough Thursday, a really good chance to make the cut on Friday. I played some really good golf. I just you know, one shot short, didn't get it done. So uh but yeah, I think my game is starting to trend back into the direction that I would like it to. Um and uh, I'm very—I've uh, got a very positive outlook. Let's say on this week, um, I think things are set. I think you know I've, I've played well here in the past, played well here last year, so good, good feelings about that. And like I said, I, I like the way the course sets up um, as far as shaping shots and and all that, and and knowing that uh, you know you can take it, take advantage of some spots when need to. Uh,
6: we've talked ad nauseum about your swing is about all the work you've put in. We've talked about the fact that that's all behind you now. You're confident. Is, is there the trust factor now in your golf game? Is that, is that where it needs to be?
10: Uh, it's still, that's probably still the work in progress that we're still working on. Um, you always fall back into the tendencies, and, and when that happens, you know, the new and the old kind of blend together sometimes, um, especially under the gun. That kind of becomes the tough part, and um, I know what I'm doing and I know what I need to do, um, the the tougher part is sometimes is executing it on the golf course or making adjustments on the golf course even, and um, I'm still working through some of that, but we're getting closer.
6: All right, good luck this
10: week. Thanks, Bob.
1: Now, well, Hadwin mentioned that good finish last year. Top 10 last year's Players' Championship, of course, which ended on a Monday because of all the wild weather. That went on during last year's players. We'll chat about that with Mark Skino as well coming up on the other side. But next up here, Ralph Bauer had a chance to join Mark and Bob. Now, this interview will also air on our television special for our Players' Championship preview show, the second leg of our doubleheader, 1 p.m. TSN 3 and 4. Now, Ralph is the director of instruction at Hamilton Golf and Country Club, and he also started the Tour Read Golf app, which is an app you can download on your iPhone to help you read greens better now many people think how do I become a better putter and generally speaking reading greens doesn't come to mind it's more of a technical thing maybe a mental thing maybe they'll get they go out and read some sort of book trying to figure it out but if you're not if you're not reading the greens right you're not going to make the putts flat simple and Ralph has helped many PGA Tour players with this using the app and here is Ralph in conversation with Mark and Bob
2: And now, our special guest, friend of Golf Talk Canada, PGA Tour coach, Ralph Bauer. Ralph, thanks so much for taking the time to do this with Bob and I and jumping in. Um, Let's start with a topic that Bob and I have been kind of talking about for months now, and it's a narrative that is building annually on the PGA Tour, and you've had a chance to work with most of our team, Canada. I mean, it's as strong as it's ever been. There's a ton of them in the field. You've got to have some kind of pride, and you must just feel warm and fuzzy when you look at what we've got at the Players Championship, what could potentially happen at the Masters, when we look at not only how many Canadians, but how well they're playing right now.
11: Yeah, it's been amazing, and it's been fun to watch progress, and you know, it's just been a slow, steady climb, you know, and uh, it's it's been great to see him: Corey, Mac, Adam, Svenny, Pendy, you know, it just seems like week after week, uh, you know, we're we're getting a, a player at the top of the leaderboard been awesome
6: it's it's amazing and you had a lot to do with that because you do work with and have worked with over the period most of the uh, the guys out there what's is there anything common amongst those guys do they push each other is there something that's driving them as a group to perform better
11: you know I'm not sure about that but they definitely have common traits among them Uh, by and large they're they're fairly boring people right (laughs) (laughs) and uh, you know they they have figured out what works for them and they stick to that game plan and and they keep progressing that way They they don't seem like a group that's trying to jump at, you know, clutch at straws or or try, you know, magic potions or anything like that. They just keep working hard and uh, small incremental improvements and and keep going that way.
2: That's a great segue because I I wanted to ask you, obviously in a few weeks we're all going to be at Augusta uh, at the Masters and you see guys make equipment tweaks, maybe spend a little bit more time on their short game around the greens, etc. This week... The story is always that the Players' Championship, TPC Sawgrass, it doesn't favor anyone. It just identifies the player that puts it together, kind of checks more boxes for four days. So that being said, how do these guys approach this week? What are they working on when there's not a clear-cut path to say, if I do this, fill in the blank, better than anybody else in the field, I can win this week? That formula is almost hard to figure out here.
11: That's a good point. Uh, Very well-rounded golf course. You, you know, you, you need to check all the boxes and, and make sure everything's good. I, I was just talking with Adam on the putting green, Hadwin on the putting green, and he said that, you know, this could be like the new Masters where they, the course is soft, you know, but they've got the sub air. You know, Wednesday night they turn that on. You could you get a very different golf course. I've always felt like majors, you just need to be prepared. You can't really prepare for the golf course because it can change so dramatically. You just got to be prepared for anything. And once you get out there, just realize, you know, you put the hard work in. And, and just take, take the course as it lays.
6: One of the things I know that you're working on, we're gonna get into your app in just a second, but I know you're helping a lot of players with how to read greens. Uh, can you help Mark and I? Like, <laughs> like, but what, what, what is the most common trait that you see with people having to, who are struggling or maybe not consistent with reading greens?
11: So most people underread putts for right to left, or particularly left to righters. So they'll underread that putt, they'll miss it on the low side, and they'll blame their stroke. It's good for putter sales, you know what I mean? Because they also blame their putter. But boy, if we can get people to, to read greens better, that's, gonna be, that's the real game changer for helping them to, to make more putts and to eliminate some frustration. It, it's one thing to read the green incorrectly. It's, it's, it's more important, I feel like, to, to recognize you did that. And that could be the problem why you missed some putts as opposed to constantly
2: blaming your stroke. All right, before we let you go then, let's jump into it, Ralph, because it is the Tour Read Green Reading app. It's available for all smartphones, whether you're a Samsung, an iPhone, yada yada. I mean, there's dozens of PGA Tour pros using this. Um, Give us some of the stats, because some of it's mind-boggling. I mean, the guys using this are are finding instant results. And, I mean, if the best players in the world are becoming better green readers using this, you could just imagine what this is going to do for, like, a 12 handicap.
11: Yeah, thanks. So, first of all, it's only an iPhone right now. but we're, well, we're,
9: I'm,
2: we're, sorry. We're, we're, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm working, I'm <laughs> working <laughs> on the technology
11: yeah, still. Yeah. But, uh, no, it's only an iPhone right now. But when I tested PGA Tour players on a left-to-right putt, they were only able to recognize 70% of the break. Wow. So if, if it was a 10-inch break, they could recognize it as 7 inches. Right. Right-to-left putt. Uh, 15%. We're talking for a right handed golfer. Yeah, for obviously. a right handed golfer. So, so uh, uh, putts
2: that break into you versus putts that break away from you.
11: Yeah, and I've got a bunch of theories on, on why they can read right to lefters a little bit better. First of all, most of us are better at right to lefters. We like to practice things we're good at, so that's a Maybe something that we our first. If you think about it, typically, I know we're we we're, we're left. We have two lefties. Two lefties. Oh my gosh! So. you're the lefty <laughs> yes. sandwich, Ralph. So, however, for most of us, the first putt we're gonna hit on the on the putting green is gonna be a putt that breaks away from us. Okay. Right. So, um, we do the more of those. We probably get better at recognizing the green, or the the break that way. But uh, yes, yeah, it's, it's it's shocking. And if that's a tour player and they're pretty
2: good, right? Imagine how much it's it's, it's helping the rest of us. That's it. Good luck this week. Go Thank get a you. go get a victory with one of your guys, okay? <laughs> Maybe we're celebrating Sunday night. Ralph Bauer, check out the app. Make sure you do it; it's going to help you right away.
1: It certainly is going to help you out right away. And make sure you follow Ralph Ralph on uh, social media as well on Twitter. He is at Canadian Golf Coach at CDN Golf Coach on social media, and personally, Ralph has helped my putting out in a big way, too, and I really appreciate Ralph, and he's helped many PGA Tour players on the Greens, too. On the other side, Mark Sicchino is going to come back and join us on the show. He'll either be en route to TPC Sawgrass, or he'll be there already. We'll get more of a scouting report on the Players' Championship this week. This is Golf Talk Canada.
0: This segment of GTC presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management was brought to you by Cobble Beach, Georgian Bay's extraordinary waterfront golf resort community. This is Golf Talk Canada presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Cadillac, Experience Cadillac, Join one of our agents for a personalized virtual live tour of Cadillac SUVs, sedans, and EVs. Book your tour at cadillac.ca slash live.
1: Welcome back
0: inside Golf
1: Talk Canada. Adam Scully here in studio. We're previewing the Players' Championship this week. Gets underway tomorrow, Thursday, of course, TSN+ is your home for all things pga tour golf and of course that is the same this week for the players championship as we call it the unofficial fifth major on the calendar and we're going to be joined by mark Skino, rejoined by mark Skino here momentarily and one thing we haven't discussed so far today because there's been so much news whether it's the new pga tour schedule whether it's all the favorites this week the canadians playing is the PGA Tour Netflix series. Full Swing has been renewed for another season, season two. And I will say, I did see the cameras rolling when I was at Riviera for the Genesis Invitational for the Adidas global launch event in Los Angeles. That was about a month ago or so now, and so I saw cameras rolling. It is back. And now, Mark, I believe we have you back on the line. We haven't spoken in about 45 minutes. How much has changed in your life, Mark, in the last 45 minutes? We haven't spoken in so long.
2: (laughs) Well, I'm outside, Adam, (laughs) and, you know, you and I were talking a little bit about teasing hour two, like the difference between May and March. And to me, the real difference between May and March is if you take a look historically at you know, carnage at 17 balls in the water years. They were all in years. We played in March. Why? Cause the winds can get up in March. And I'm telling you right now, the winds right now are as strong as I've seen them since I've arrived uh, up here in Point Plen- of uh, Vidra. So if we get any kinds of winds like this throughout the tournament, we could see those carnage years that you get in March In may, in may, you know, it just seems to be too perfect all the time. And, Uh, When it's too perfect, too hot, no wind, yada yada, Um, maybe we don't get some of those uh, car crashes that we expect, uh, you know, in the hairpin turn like you get some years. And right now I'm watching the top of these trees and they are moving.
1: Well, okay, so we're talking about wind right now at TPC Sawgrass and perhaps the, the windiest we have seen the course play in recent memory was last year when the final round took place on Monday and I recall watching that coverage Saturday for at the time it was still the second round and guys as Keegan Bradley had the line that yardages didn't matter at that point it was just how you're going to flight your golf ball guys are hitting six seven irons and coming up well short on the 17th hole and Mark of course you were there on location covering the tournament I'm sure it's nice and warm where you are right now but I, I remember seeing photos and video of you back last year and it was cold what are some of your fondest or not so fond recollections and memories from last year's tournament
2: Yeah, second worst week of the year in terms of weather and just misery was last year's Players' Championship. It just rained sideways the whole week. It was just relentless. It would not stop. It was cold. Uh, The only week that was worse was Max Homa's win up at uh, TPC Potomac up at the Wells Fargo uh, in May. Of course, we were up there because the President's Cup was at Quail Hollow, so the Wells Fargo moved for a year. And usually middle of May in D.C. is just perfect, perfect springtime weather instead we got winter i mean we were teeing off up there and you know 42 fahrenheit or like you know eight eight degrees six degrees celsius in a sideways rain it was misery and then we get to the play you know the players a couple of months earlier would be number two not that much better the good news adam is although we've got some wind and although we've got some cooler temperatures blowing in, and when I say cooler temperatures, I'm saying cooler temperatures like 23 degrees cooler as opposed to 33, which it's been so hot. So the cooler temperature, temperatures blowing in are almost welcomed cooler temperatures at 23, 24. So it's a good thing. There is some moisture in the current forecast for Friday. How much? We're not sure yet. You know, we're too far out. I don't trust a forecast more than 24 hours out. So we'll take a look Thursday and see what it looks like for Friday. But right now, there is some moisture coming Friday. We don't know if it's got electricity in it. Um, and other than that, though, the forecast looks perfect. Tomorrow, ideal. Saturday, ideal. Sunday, perfect. So it's just a matter can we get through Saturday and do we get winds? Because just because uh, we've got sunshine doesn't mean we won't get winds. Right now I've got brilliant sunshine. There's not a cloud in the sky, but these trees are leaning
1: yeah that's right it's getting windy and it's going to be fun to see throughout the week at tpc sawgrass how the conditions change how the different uh how everything changes for these guys and how players have to adjust to the wind to the weather changing uh, as well now mark of course we spend a lot of time talking canadians during our wednesday editions of gtc six canucks in the field and Corey connors by far has the shortest odds to win At 55 to 1, Adam Hadwin 120 to 1, Nick Taylor, Adam Svensson both at 220 to 1 to win, Taylor Penger 310 to 1, Mackenzie Hughes 340 to 1. But these Canadians, most of them coming in pretty good form. So, of the Canadians this week, Mark, who do you have your eye on to make the biggest move at TPC Sawgrass?
2: I think uh, Nick Taylor could play great. I think Adam Hadwin could play great. I think Adam Svensson could play great. But if you're asking me for one, I'm going to go with the favorite Corey Connors, and it's basically a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately and a style of play. Uh, Great at Bay Hill on Friday. What a performance on a brutally hard day at Bay Hill where it was, you got to be the best ball striker around here to get this done, and that's what he likes, and he proved how great a ball striker he is. And now we come here this week, and we're back-to-back weeks where it's not a putting contest. Uh, where this golf course is going to identify all aspects of play and not necessarily uh, put too much importance on one area of a player's game, like putting. Uh, you got to do everything well here to win. Uh, so I will continue with Corey Connors because I think his ball striking is on point. I think he found something last week that he's going to bring here. And again, like I said to you in hour one, I think the lack of subtlety, to these putting surfaces, help guys who aren't necessarily the greatest putters in the world.
1: And this is a you know a a stretch in the calendar where historically Corey Connors has started to play very well. You know, of course, he won the Valero Texas Open back in 2019. He has three straight top 10s at the Masters, too. He played well at Bay Hill last year, had a good start to Bay Hill last week before faltering a little bit on the weekend. And, Mark, like you said, too, especially if the wind starts to pick up here, top ball striker on the PGA Tour, one of them, and Corey Connors, you'd think he would excel in these conditions, correct?
2: Yeah, you would think like I, that's why that Friday, like Friday was so hard at Bay Hill. It was carnage. So, I mean, the harder it gets in terms of ball striking difficulty, wind, rough, uh, need to hit your targets, need to flight your ball. The harder it goes that way, the better you like Corey Connors, like hands down. So... Um I mean a guy like Corey's probably sitting here saying, Come on, let's turn on the fans. Let's go, right? Let's get those fans up. Let's get the wind going and, and let's take the guys who, you know, aren't hitting it off the dime right now out of this because that's all happened. I spoke to Justin Rose yesterday. I did a one on one with Justin Rose mm, right. and uh for Morgan Stanley down here. And Justin said he loves it in March. Because he loves when the winds blow. Because the difference between the guys who are hitting it well in March versus the guys who are hitting it bad in March is could be the difference between like a 64 and a 76. Where in May the difference is the difference between a you know a 64 and a 72. That the that the, the high scores or the disc, the, the, the the dispersion. Uh, is much tighter on the scoreboard uh, because the misses are not as as huge because the wind is, is usually not up so he likes it like that because he thinks it identifies the guys that are hitting it on the on time the
1: there you go and uh, now th- the time that everyone i think has been waiting for in terms of wanting our tsn edge picks because we've had a pretty we had a really good start to the year, Mark, in terms of picking winners, and now we've had maybe a bit of a lull. Some would argue we're we are all at three victories. Bob has a very very slight lead in the under par over you. Well, I am in third, but Mark, let's hear your TSN edge picks this week. If you want to start with one, if you want to give all three, whatever you want to do, give us your TSN edge picks. Yeah,
2: I'll week. give I'll give you all three if you want them, skulls. I know we're probably Perfect. pushing yep. pushing the time here, so. Uh, I've I've got one kind of quasi-favorite and some value play here because of what we were talking about in hour one. Just look historically at what the favorites do here, and it's not good. Uh, My lead pick's going to go Justin Thomas this week. I think Justin Thomas is on the upswing. I think he had a horrible Sunday at Bay Hill, but if you look at his trajectory from Thursday, Friday to Saturday, I think Justin Thomas is starting to find a little something, the putter certainly needs to cooperate. But like I said to you, the reads around this golf course are so obvious. There's not a lot of subtleties to these greens. I think that helps a guy like Justin Thomas. Won here before. And if the wind gets up, you know he's a guy that flights his golf ball. He can pick windows. He can hit stinger drivers. He can hit super tall irons. He can flight irons down, hit off-speed pitches. So I really like a Justin Thomas around here. He's proven he can go low here before. I think he's really itching to get back in the winner's circle. So he's kind of like my favorite play this week. My value plays are two very similar guys. Veterans that are showing form, that are coming into this event off a string of of really good play uh, and kind of check all the boxes. I would say the next two picks, former champions, don't do anything better than anyone else on tour. But if you look at them statistically, it all comes down to, hey, if their putter wakes up, the rest of their games are on point. Jason Day, who's been threatening, I told you last week when you picked J-Day that, that Adam, you're one week too early. Um, Jason Day will be on my team when we get to Sawgrass. He's there. I think he's going to get back in the winner's circle at some point this year, and I think this is the type of venue that would be perfect for Jason Day. And the other one, Ricky Fowler. Ricky Fowler, again, he just if those two guys can get some comfort with the putter. In fact, if you look at all three of my picks, they do everything well. They check every box. They should do well here. They've all won at this golf course before, but they all have one flaw. They need to wake up the putter. I can't believe we're talking about that, about Jason, about Jason Bay, because for five years he made absolutely everything he looked at. But the reality is if they find their putter, and I think these types of greens and these green complexes help guys like that, I really like those three players this week.
1: Yeah, and it's not often, Mark, where we have two of the same picks because you know there's so many <laughs> great guys in the field, and and but I mean I'm still I'm all over Justin Thomas and Jason Day as well. I, I think Justin Thomas has had sort of a quiet start to the year, and and this is where. He, he breaks out for all the reasons you said, too. And you even think to last year's carnage at TPC Sawgrass. Who was the guy moving up the leaderboard when it was the windiest? It was Justin Thomas playing all these creative sort of whether they were uh, three-quarter shots or really flighting shots or stinger three-woods, little low-hook three-woods that he hits a lot, especially when he won this tournament back in 2021 off that 18th tee when he hit this ball that Probably should have went in the water, but he got away with it. Uh, Justin Thomas, I like him for that reason. Jason Day coming in. Four straight top tens, too. And my value play, another guy who's great in the wind, Shane Lowry. He has back-to-back top 15 finishes here at TPC Sawgrass, too. And Mark, as well, that hole-in-one during the third round on Sunday last year for the Players' Championship was quite something, too. I'll give Bob's Edge picks on the other side. But Before we let you go, Mark, I, I have to bring this up because we don't have many people on this show ever who have, A, played TPC Sawgrass themselves, and B, shot under par at TPC Sawgrass. Why don't you tell our listeners here about when you played Sawgrass and what you shot?
2: Yeah, I was, I was lucky enough to participate in a PGA of Ontario Pro-Am many, many years ago. Uh, as as a pro and and had an amateur team and it, it's my as far as I'm aware Adam because there wasn't many good ones in my career it was prob it was my best competitive round at golf I had seven birdies uh for a round of sixty seven that included a two at seventeen. And, uh, I don't think I've ever shot lower in, in, in competition before than that. Cause I've, I've shot some real high ones in comp- competition too. Scores rounds with an eight in front of it. So, I mean, yeah, I was on fire that day. The hole looked like a bathtub. And you know, this is kind of to my point with Sawgrass. If you can get over the visual intimidation that P Dye gives you and realize that there's some pretty big targets out there. If you can get over the visual intimidation, I mean, you can score good scores around here. And for some reason, I don't know why, for some reason, this golf course just automatically fit my eye. Didn't make me nervous. Didn't scare me. Love the style of golf. Uh, Love the obvious reads on the green. Um, and i went out there and uh i actually you know i think we played the course twice i think i was even par 67 and we played two other rounds on the die valley course uh here it was a great week it had a blast but yeah so we'll see i mean it's a kind of golf course you you either love it or you hate it you either are comfortable or you are not we'll see who gets comfortable this week
1: Look at that. Just a casual 5-under 67 for the (laughs) Z-man at TPC Sawgrass. I like to say, Mark, you love to hear that. Mark, I know you're a very busy man. Good luck on the call this week, PGA Tour Radio. We'll see you on television in just over an hour on TSN 3 and 4, and we'll talk to you next Monday for a Radio on TV recap special of the Players' Championship. Thanks for joining us, Mark.
2: Thanks, Adam. Enjoy Florida, buddy.
1: Thank you. That's Mark Zucchino. Very, very busy, man. Both Bob and Mark, very busy this time of year. Uh, and speaking of busy, on the other side, we'll continue to look at our very busy schedule because this is only leg one of our double header because we're on TV in just over an hour. This is Golf Talk Canada.
0: This segment of GTC presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management was brought to you by Cadillac. Cadillac. Experience Cadillac. Join one of our agents for a personalized virtual live tour of Cadillac SUVs, sedans and EVs. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Adidas Golf and the Tour 360 22. Tour 360 22 sits on the feet you wear last, serving as the foundation for the Tour 360 fit. While the Spike More traction system will help golfers stay locked in. Visit adidas.ca slash golf.
1: Wrapping up this edition of GTC, leg one of our double header. Join us again 1 p.m., TSN 3 and 4, as we preview the Players' Championship. A big part of our show as well, of course, is going to be the schedule changes coming to the PGA Tour. We're gonna get a lot of reaction from players on the PGA Tour, notably Rory McIlroy, Scotty Scheffler, Patrick Cantlay, Max Homa, Jason Day. Some comments that uh, you'll definitely want to hear about this new schedule change. Graham Dillette is also going to join our show too. It's great to hear his perspective, both as currently an analyst, of course, with us here at TSN, but also as a former player. This was one of the great Canadians for a number of years on the PGA Tour, so we'll get Graham's perspective, too, as well. Bob has an essay, a video essay, on the closing stretch at TPC Sawgrass. Of course, it's most known for the 17th hole, the famous Island Green, But the closing stretch overall is unbelievable. You think of the 16th hole, par 5, risk-reward. And then the 18th hole, water all left. You can't miss it anywhere left. And if you bail right, you can easily hit your approach shot into the water from there because the green really tucks in with the water on the left-hand side. So we'll have a video essay on that. We'll have winners, weird and what, and 20 weeks of tailor-made. We'll have much more coming up at the end of our television special and on TV and radio next week, where we'll tell you all how you can get involved this season in 20 weeks of TaylorMade. It's going to be way bigger than it was before, if you thought that was possible. Well, it's been a fun one today. Thanks so much for Mark for joining us, Graham Delette to all of the players. It's going to be a very fun tournament. TSN Plus, your home for all golf to watch for the PGA Tour. We are back in an hour, TSN 3 and 4 at 1 p.m. And then again, to recap the Players' Championship, next Monday, 10 a.m. to noon, we are radio simulcast on TV on TSN2 where we'll take a look at this year's players championship coming up next year on tsn 1050 the maple leafs coming off quite an eventful road trip but it ended with a big comeback victory over the new jersey devils that's coming up next thanks for joining us here on gtc and remember the first good decision on the golf course always starts in the closet
0: this segment of gtc presented by picton mahoney asset management was brought to you by adidas golf and the tour 360 22 tour 360 22 sits on the feet you wear last serving as the foundation for the tour 360 fit while the spike more traction system will help golfers stay locked in thank you for listening to gtc don't forget to follow us on twitter and instagram at golf talk canada for show archives podcasts and all things gtc visit golftalkcanada.com and don't miss golf talk canada television weekly on the tsn television network